Jessica Jack, and you are listening to the MBS Show. Hello and welcome to the MBS Show, episode 49. I'm your host, Norman Sanzo. Joining me today is Daniel Anthony. Hello. How are you, Daniel? Yep, I'm good. Feels good to be back in the guest chair once again now. <laughs> you mean the co-host chair? Oh, sorry, yes, the co-host chair. Because somebody else is in the guest chair, and if you are, you should move. Well, I was warming the seat for him, so yeah. Okay, that's nice of you. And our guest for this week is Osaka Jack. Hello, everybody. This is Osaka Jack. How are you, Osaka Jack? This is the warmest seat I've ever sat in. Do you guys have like a warmer or something? This is awesome. You're welcome. Oh, wow. I need to hire you. This is awesome. Seat warming. Nice. Okay. So, anyway, um, so, um, how should we call you, Osaka Jack or OJ? Not OJ. Please, not OJ. Okay. Anything is fine. You can call me Osaka, Osaka Jack, or just Jack. Uh, Any one of them are just fine. (laughs) Okay, not OJ then. eh? All right. No, no, not OJ. All right. So Jack is okay, or Osaka J, even you know. Okay, I'll try and keep up with the names because I heard the previous episode and I was bad with names. My goodness. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. So Jack. Um, before we start the show, we must ask you the four important questions. And question number one is, who is your favorite pony? Mm, I, mm, it's a difficult question, I think, if you think about it deeply. But for me, I always come back to Fluttershy. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I always I, thought I, the jack in your name was a reflection of one particular pony. No, no, no. It's, it, yep, Fluttershy is my girl. Occasionally to Luna or to Rarity, but I always come back to Fluttershy. Yeah, she's so moe. Why aren't you Osaka shy, then? Uh, well, do you want me to get into the etymology of my name? Because I can. We'll keep that later. We'll keep that for later. So, uh, moving on to my next question is, what is your favorite episode? Well, um, I really enjoy uh, uh, Luna Eclipse very much. But I think f- favorite episode is probably Hurricane Fluttershy. I don't think any episode just reach, tugs on the heartstrings nearly as much as that one does consistently. Awesome. I like that oh, one, too, because of that one turn where Fluttershy cried. Yes! That <laughs> <laughs> oh. was so evil! No, it's just so That's... cute and just so heart-touching. Heart and like, I, I know it's cute, but the way you say it's like, Fluttershy cried, yay! I'm like... <laughs> You know, I can understand what you mean, though. I mean, it was a beautiful piece of acting and well, very well animated, too. And even Rainbow Dash's face when she sees her crying so hard, she's like, ah, uh, uh. Aww. You, you did a bad thing, Rainbow Dash, and you should feel bad. <laughs> okay. So, what do you think about the last two episodes? The I think it was called Keep Calm and Flutter On. What do you think about that one? Keep Calm and Flutter On. I, I enjoyed that one. Um, I enjoyed it more on the second watching, actually. Um, when I saw it the first time, I thought it was good. I thought Andrea Lippmann just did an amazing job, and John Delancey, of course. But I think on the second watching, I started to pick up some more subtle clues that they had put in there, and I really enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed that one very much. So as a Fluttershy fan, would you say that her personality did a 180? 180? How do you mean? Like, instead of being super shy, because think about it, it's Discord, like right. the evil person guy. And yep. in the first season, 
they went to go ask the dragon to get out. Yes. So, like, in this... I, I don't know, I mean, in this season, I see Fluttershy being a bit braver than before. He's a little okay. braver. I can see what you mean then, yes. Yes, I do, think she, uh, I do think she's showing a lot of character development, yeah. And it does make sense for her to be uh, somewhat afraid of uh, Discord, since he is Draconicus, he's part dragon. And cool. she does have the fear of dragons still. She admits that fully. Uh, during Dragon Quest, she wouldn't uh, go see the dragon migration. And kick Rainbow Dash's butt when she tried to make her, must say. That was awesome, and um, I think that's the most violent I've seen from Fluttershy ever. Well, I, I, know, I, I have to zero. say that there's a dragon in her. Just don't awaken it. <laughs> zero, she was able to <laughs> snap a bear's neck. So I don't oh. know. But it was for a massage, so that's it. That's my favorite episode, just because of that moment. Mm. And the most recent episode was um, uh, Spike and the Pets. I can't remember the name of um, it. Service. Yes, yes. I enjoyed it. Um, not as much as Keep Calm and Flutter On. I, I was a bit taken aback at the sudden appearance of gems to purchase everything. What happened to coins? I don't know, but maybe um, they're trying to promote Game Loft in there. Uh, see, that's kind of what my mind came back to, and I really don't care for the Game Loft game at all. So that, yeah, they did kind of disappoint me a little bit. But, but I thought the episode but, had some very strong performances by uh, Kathy Westlock, and uh, and the, the Crusader. Crusaders did a good job. Uh, to be honest, that episode's actually, uh, to me, from my previous episodes that I did with our show and Brony Time, yeah. I mentioned that it has something to do with next week's episode because it kind of a crossover thing. For those two episodes, and I can believe that, sure, because yeah, they go to the crystal, the main six go to the crystal empire, and then they come back from the crystal empire, and we never find out anything about the crystal empire except that they went there. Yeah, so, so yeah, I think it was a very good way for them to uh, get the other characters involved in the story, even if they weren't involved. Yeah, true. Do you know anything about next week's episode? Oh, sorry, um, the I next episode. Do not. I have specifically avoided knowing anything about the okay. episode. Uh, so, if you um, want to talk about it, you can. I'll just mute you for a little bit. But um. <laughs> no, I, 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 I said my case before on previous episodes, so I'm not going to repeat myself. And <laughs> since you want to be clean, I won't I won't say anything. I do appreciate that. I On Twitter, I, I have said you know quite a few times, I don't care what you talk about. But if you're going to talk about uh, future episodes, I will unfollow you until the end of the season. <laughs> oh, my. And I have, I have a list. I have a list next to my computer. Like, okay, I unfollowed this person this day, and I unfollowed this person. And when the season's over, I'll refollow them. Uh, and I actually have – I've said, if you talk about it, I'll unfollow you. If you specifically mention me and force me to listen oh. to it, I'm going to block you. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, that's – well, that's one way. Couldn't you just um, do a filter? Yeah, I could, but then that's a lot of effort for me to go through to just, eh, yeah. I'm not sure what they're going to talk about. And it's easy enough to get by a filter with just thinly veiling your words. Mm. True. You know, you and then, you know, someone's going to give you a phone call and, hey, Osaka, you know what's on the next episode? <laughs> Shut up! Hang on. Phone flies out the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, so my third question is, how did you become a fan of the show? Uh, did you mean a fan of the show or Brony specifically? Um, a fan of the show, really, because the okay. Brony part is going to come up late next. I mean, I right. came first, uh, in a sense. Well, I became a fan of the show first. 
it, it kind of led into the other. But um, while uh, in my job, I really enjoy my job. I, I, I really enjoy it very much. But one thing that I just really dislike about it, every job has down points. Every six months, I have to write student reports. And I've got about 75 to 80 reports that I have to write in one weekend. So each one only takes about 15, maybe 20 minutes to write. It's not that long, but you put them all together, and it's a good uh, 36 hours of work that I have to do between Friday night and Monday morning. So what I will do is I will (laughs) legally (coughs) download a a season of a show, and then I'll, like, do two or three reports, and I'll watch a quick bit of the show, and then do two or three more reports, and then watch a little bit. So it breaks up the weekend very nicely. And uh, after My Little Pony had come out, I downloaded, uh, I think it was uh, August? Yeah, so it it was after season one had finished and season two was about to start. I had downloaded all of season one, and I watched it as I was doing my reports. And I'm like, wow, this weekend just flew by. That was amazingly fast. So I didn't even start watching season two because I knew, okay, in six months, I'm going to need this season two to break up this monotony again. So... Mm. I started watching it as a break from a chore at work. And yeah, you stopped at the same time as me. Oh, how about that? I think it's the same time as Final Draft as well. Guess so, because most of the FN started on season two. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's about right. Yeah, but um, how did you get started? Because suddenly ponies, like, um, did somebody oh, okay. recommend it to you? Um, well, let's see. How did I get started? You downloaded untitled underscore zero one dot ABI. from there. <laughs> You would not believe what kind of videos I see when I'm doing that. It's just, oh, no. Um, well, I think I was, uh, I think I was hanging around the cheeseburger sites. Ooh. Because I like to download the little video clips and just show them to my students and have them talk about it in English. And I think I saw, started seeing uh, some pony ones. I'm like, huh, oh, I guess this, this is the new pony show that I kind of heard. And after a few months of it, I'm like, well, let's download the season, see how it is. Hmm, okay. So the last of the four questions I have is, what do your family and friends think about your love for the show? Ah, good question. Well, um, my family, uh, I don't speak to my family as much as I used to. It's it's a lot harder to communicate uh, so much when, you know, you're in different continents. Uh, so I only talk to them by email. And a few of them know that I'm uh, a brony, but I don't really make a big deal of it with them. Um, I have mentioned, you know, hey, I've got this show. It's on every week. If you want to listen, that's great. But I don't think any of them have really listened to it. Um, And as far as friends go, I've got some friends that are very accepting of it and one or two friends that haven't spoken to me since they found out. So, eh. Ouch. That's how it goes. Those those people are not real friends, man. They were at one time, I think. Just, you know, they don't want to accept that part of me then. Well, more power to them. You know, I wish them well. It's just silly if you think about it. Like, you you like a show. That's about it. That's like, yeah. Well, I'm sure if they ever decide to act, uh, honestly, I'm not going to rush to defend the show or defend myself on it. They have already formed opinion about it, and I'm sure they have some other people saying whatever that it might be sexually oriented or whatever. Hey, more power to you. Yeah, I'm not going to force you to uh, accept what I am. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's not like wisdom. it's not like you're promoting J Dub. <laughs> I'm proud of who I am, and, you know, I don't try to push it in their face. And 
If they cannot accept it for just being part of me, well, all right, more power to you. I hope you'll come and talk to me again sometime, but I'm not going <laughs> to keep trying to initiate contact. <laughs> well, for that matter, do you get teased, in sense, you know, by your peers? Um, in, in the school that I teach in, there's own, it's, we're a very small school. It's only me and one other teacher, and he has uh, openly mocked bronies in front of the other students. But the other students all know that I'm a brony. Whoa! <laughs> so whenever he does it, they—I mean, they're Japanese. You know, he's trying to get them to laugh at it. They'll do the polite, ah ha ha. <laughs> but then they'll like look over at me, and I'm like, "It's okay, guys. Don't worry about it." <laughs> I don't. Wow. For some reason, he hasn't put together that I'm a brony yet. So, so. <laughs> oh god, is that kind of <laughs> okay? He sees my blind bag ponies. He sees the you know pins that I have on my bag. I don't have any T-shirts because you know it is professional dress. But he listens to me playing My Little Pony videos for the other students. But I don't think he's pieced it together yet. So. <laughs> Maybe he thinks that you're with him and you want he wants you want people to laugh at it as well or something like that. Possibly. He walks by and then, ooh, yeah. he's playing the same things. We are really <laughs> down. One day I'm going to talk to him about this. Well, you know, I have to say I'm I'm not going to push. Hey, he knows me. He knows the kind of man that I am, and he respects me. And I think that right now he's just laughing at the idea of bronies. And I think once he puts together that it's me who, you know, I am a brony. Um, the other day, uh, actually a few weeks ago, I was teaching my class and I could hear his class. And he was using some videos to illustrate points, which we do sometimes. And the, the volume dropped on his end. And I was like, huh, I wonder what he's playing that he doesn't want my class to hear. And at the very, you know, very quiet point, I heard... Faithful and strong. Like, what? Ooh. What, what was that? I heard part of the theme song. This but just... I'm not going to push it because I think if I start teasing him about it, then he'll never give it a chance. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, for the show as a learning tool, it's good. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, uh, have you been mocked in any other sense? Of, I mean, not mocked, but more of teased in sense, like, by your family or other people in the school, maybe students? Um, no, no, the students have all, uh, they know who I am, so they don't really mock me very much. My boss has been very, very supportive. Uh, the other teacher doesn't get me, so, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> um, no, I mean, in, in Japan, I'm automatically the odd person on the train. Right. So anything I do, if I wear the exact same clothes as everybody else, stand the exact same way, and behave, and even say the exact same thing, I'm still the odd one. So right. the fact that I've got a Fluttershy on my bag and a bunch of My Little Pony pins on my bag and that I'm listening to brony music and sometimes humming along, just, well, it's another part of that odd foreigner over there. I don't know. I remember one podcast, um, they, they had this one guy, sorry, they had this one co-host whose brother went to Japan and um, his, his brother told him that, um, all Japanese people say that Americans smell like cheeseburger. Uh, not all of them, but quite a few, yeah. Yeah, like, um, his joke was, um, smell like cheeseburger? Well, like cheeseburger. Oh, sorry, it's just me. Say the American. <laughs> Pretty much, but it's not just Americans. There are some people who believe that every nationality smells like the food they're in. Um, I, I had one Japanese friend who refused to... Where was, where was she going? Oh, I think she may have had a Malaysian vacation that she refused to go on because the plane had a stopover in Korea and 
I swear to goodness, she said, I don't want my luggage to smell like kimchi. <laughs> Oh. Just for a stopover. Yeah, just for a stopover. She didn't want to. She didn't want to stop over because she was afraid of her clothes in her luggage smelling like kimchi from a two-hour layover. Right. Like, well, um, okay. So you know, enjoy your hometown then, because I'm sure you're not going to leave. Well, this the, the thought of it just sounds silly. I would agree. Uh, I would agree completely. But. Because when, you, when you're coming back, though, you spoke about you're in a school environment, and uh, you know. Since you are a teacher, I mean, I'm a student in my in my case, and uh, some a lot of people know that I'm a brony in my school. And what happened right. is, I sometimes plug my ears with my headphones when I'm doing editing, working fast because I'm doing video and broadcast. Okay. So there's this girl in front that wanted our attention, wanted my attention in particular. She was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, people, students, listen to me." And I was still at the back and ignoring that. And then she went, "Ladies and gentlemen," and I was like, <laughs> "What just happened?" That would do it. <laughs> Wow. Well, I, sh- I should specify, I use My Little Pony in the class, but I don't use it in every class. Uh, right. Some won't respond to it flat out, and I'm not going to force them to do it. So I use it in some classes, but it- it's not appropriate for every situation. Yeah, it's cool, it's cool. Um, well, it's great you managed to integrate it into class. That's a good thing. I'm very fortunate to have a boss who allows me to do that, yes. Okay. Awesome. So anyway, um, let's move on to the next topic. And the next topic is housekeeping. The MBS show is holding its first anniversary meetup. The meetup is going to be on February 23rd at The Curve. And it's going to start at 12 noon. Come join and get the chance to meet with the hosts of the MBS show, like Norman Sanzo. Hey, that's me. Daniel Anthony and Charlie. We'll also have guest appearance from the creator of the Malaysian Brony Society, Hazi, and also local Brony musician, Mels. Stay tuned for next week's episode for more announcements. So, Dan, what do you think? I'm all excited, I'm all hyped up, and all of you who are coming, if you just need any more information, need any more details, hit us up. We're on Twitter at The MBS Show, and you can just approach any of us on Facebook if you will have us on. You know, Norman and I will be ready to answer your questions about it. And also, they're not going to tell you this on Twitter or Facebook, but they just told me that they will personally allow anybody who approaches them to sleep in their living room for a week. Sure, why not? If you come to this, if you come to this meetup, so you know, there, there you go, free lodging for a week, guys. Come on. Yeah, but you got to pay for transport to the house. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let yourself. <laughs> yes, that's true. So, Jack, I was wondering, will you be able to make it? Um, when is it? Twenty third. Oh, you know, I just ran out of my free international airplane tickets. Oh, it's a darn shame. Um, <laughs> Who spent cool. the last one on? Um, actually, I made a mistake. I just went to Tokyo, but I, for- I forgot that it's the same country as me, so I already used the ticket. Sorry. Uh, it's cool, it's cool. Tokyo got more stuff, man. Like, Malaysia's just Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was housekeeping. Now, let's move on to the next topic. And the next topic is news time. In today's news time, Fundrise reveals picture of Alicorn Twilight plushie. So, recently, Fundrise, the makers of the My Little Pony Felt Mean Plush released a picture of one of their products on Facebook. Said product is the infamous Twilight Sparkle Alacon Plush. After receiving a lot of negative feedback on their Facebook posts, Funrise took the picture down. And if you want to look at it, pictures can be found in the show notes. So guys, um, what do you think? La Revolution. <laughs> I think somebody should have pushed the B button and stopped Twilight Sparkle from evolving. <laughs> I agree! But no, no, I'm, I'm making a joke about it. Honestly, uh, I think it's fine. 
Uh, I mean, looking at the plush, I think it could be a bit of a higher quality, but eh, I don't perhaps I'm like just spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, the plush was in the previous um, Funrise topic we talked about a few months ago, but talking about plush, we'll get into that later, because in the next news topic... Dan, why did you take this one? Yes, I will. So... Recently, if you heard, Friendship is Witchcraft has their own website. So, you know, the people who are responsible for the Friendship is Witchcraft series, an amazing spin-off series, has been having some problems with YouTube's content ID. Yes, YouTube has content ID'd My Little Pony, if you haven't heard yet. Most of their videos on YouTube can no longer be viewed in certain countries, one of them being the great power of the United States. So to solve this problem, they have created their own website, and the website is called Sherclop.com. That is S-H-E-R-C-L-O-P.com. Link is in the show notes. All of their previous works and future works can and will be found at their website. Once again, the link is in the show notes. So guys, how many of you here follow Friendship with Witchcraft? Of course. I watch all of them. Jenny Nicholson is best pony. (laughs) (laughs) I think they all do. I think they do a wonderful job. I... I don't know. I, I understand why they named the website that, but it just sounds like uh, it just sounds like permission for the Rule Thirty Four people, doesn't it? Sure. Well, actually, it's more of a sure Sherlock Holmes kind of deal. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's Sherlock their Holmes. YouTube sure. name where they had it. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. I know. Yeah. But just Sherlock sounds like Sherlock. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting choice. They got it nicely right. I mean, I would go for PinkiesBrew.com, but I think that's taken. Um, I also think that I would limit it to just uh, being for that one series or that one episode, and this yeah. covers all of them, you know. Indeed. No, and but the, the whole thing, it, it reminisces of the old Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge deal where uh, little Kuribo started this um, series called Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge where he posted stuff on YouTube where it's kind of the whole Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1 series told in short narratives and really funny. I've heard about that, but I haven't seen it myself. Yeah. You, you must be a, you have to be a Yu-Gi-Oh fan to understand what's going on to get the jokes. Sure. They also experienced the same deal before. Bef- yeah, this, they also experienced the same deal before, where they had to upload their stuff on a private website, like what right. Club is doing. I have to say though, um, it, YouTube did not block it for me at all. I've been able to watch all of their episodes on YouTube without any problems. Yeah, same here. <laughs> <laughs> same here, but like I said, it's kind of what the few main countries. Like I'm guessing you can't you can't watch it in US and maybe in Probably China. Canada, I'm not sure. My guess, but I, I mean, I didn't know content ID actually was location specific. I thought it's once it's there, it's everybody can't view it. Thank you very much. Go home, kind of deal. Yeah, they they have the system. I'm not sure. I would guess that come April, when My Little Pony is released in Japan, they might extend it to Japan's web to uh, YouTube site. Well, it's launched here as well, but the thing is, they didn't do anything about it. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Have, uh, you, seen, have you guys seen the um, short movie, uh, the short uh, song trailer for the episode 8 that they've released? Oh, no. Episode oh, 8? I, I, won't, I won't ruin anything for you, but... It's a short clip of the song they're going to use, and it sounds just as infectious as uh, as Gypsy Bard. Gypsy Bard! I haven't yet. I, it uh, sounds like it's going to be a song that's just going to run through our heads for years and years to come. That's the magic of Friendship is Witchcraft. They just make these songs that stick in your head. Oh, they're wonderful songs. Where did you find this? Uh, Shirtclub.com! Well, Shirtclub actually tweeted it a few days ago. 
Huh. So anyway, um, like I was saying, this whole content ID thing, it, it will blow over, I hope. Because if you go a bridge, got through it, and the Japanese, they're really tight on their um, IPs. So if Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge can do it, I think um, Chirclops 2 can do it. I'm fairly sure they can get through it somehow. Yeah, Just yeah, whether or not it's going to be with any uh, trouble is the, the key. <laughs> so anyway, moving on to the next news topic. Finally, some pictures of the Nixic Pony plush. Last week, we reported that Nixic will be making high-quality pony plush. In the episode, one of the hosts asked, how big will the plush be? Now, I want to know more as we have pictures. Nixic will be making them in various sizes and besides plush, they will also make pillows and other items. Picture can be found in the show notes. So, guys, what do you think of said plush? I want one. Double the size, then I might get it. Really? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Because <laughs> we do have someone in uh, KL who does that, you know. He has this gigantic Fluttershy plush. Well, I have seen the massive Pinkie Pie flush that the Traveling Pony Museum has, and that's that's, that's impressive, I must say. Yeah. But, but looking at I, it, I think they look great, but I don't know. I Perhaps I'm just a snob about it, but I love the handmade ones that you can get from you know so many pony artisans. And I don't think the ones that are produced by companies outshine them. I yeah, really don't. Yeah, true. I mean, those, those handmade ones, they can run up for about $100 plus, but this one is manufacturer made, and let's say manufacturer made can be easily affordable for the masses. That's true. And I think DC is taking this to you know the, the the right level because you've never seen any official plushies being done this good. That's true. I mean, they do look very nice. They do look show accurate. I'll, I'll give them props for that. I just. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like the homemade ones, and I, I know of a few plush makers who can do it really uh, reasonably. So yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I think it looks nice. I think it'd make a good gift. Yeah, I mean the Twilight Sparkle looks awesome. The Rainbow Dash one looks awesome. Not sure about the Pinkie Pie one, but the Pinkie Pie, one, the big one, the Pinkie looks creepy. <laughs> oh, God. See, what they need to do now is just add animatronic legs and like a motion detecting uh, sensors in the eyes, and just have it follow people around and randomly do Pinkie Pie quotes. Oh God, that no. will be amazing. Oh God, no. <laughs> So that was the news for this week and moving on is MLP Facts of the Week. All of these informative facts can be found at twitter.com slash MLP Facts. So guys, did you know Pinkie Pie was going to be a Pegasus according to Lauren Faust, but they cancelled the idea. Pictures can be found in the show notes. And yes, 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 I knew this. I knew this one, yeah. I, I was I heard Lauren mention this one. Um, I, I understand why she wanted Piggy to be uh, Pegasus beginning, because Piggy does appear out of nowhere and just zooms around. But I don't know, I like the idea of her being an Earth Pony and still being able to zoom around faster than any Pegasus I can. Yeah, that would be creepy, man. Like, it's not only she can fly, she can also break the fourth wall. And what next? A uh, unicorn horn for her? <laughs> Well, and I think, I mean, for me personally, thinking about it, if she's going to be a Pegasus, that means that Fluttershy would be Earth Pony, which I think was also confirmed. And I really think that Fluttershy being a Pegasus who doesn't enjoy flying has given her a lot of character. Yeah. And I think if she was an Earth Pony, I think it would be much harder to develop such a shy, uh, for meek character if she didn't have something working against her. You know, Fluttershy wouldn't make any sense either. 
True, true. Yeah, yeah. It could well, be the butterfly thing. Butterflies flutter shy. Yeah. But I do love, and um, I, I, I think you all know that the original Pegasus Pinky was named Surprise, as in the yes. G3, G1 was it, I think. Yeah, and I absolutely love Surprise. I have a Surprise pin, and I wear it on my uh, left lapel shirt, a bit, uh, left Ooh. lapel, but I, I have a huge collection of pins from uh, Darkly, Darkly Cute. And so, oh, I'm, yeah, so, you know, in the morning I'll say, okay, let's see, I need some magic today. Let's use some Twilight Sparkle. Okay, Twilight Sparkle, excuse me, Mark. Awesome. Maybe we could ask a link for it so we can take a look, see how it looks. Sure, sure. Okay, so anyway, from the next one, did you guys know that the first episode in which Twilight Sparkle did not make an appearance was in Sister Hoof Social? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I specifically registered it as, oh my gosh, no, Twilight Sparkle, but yeah. yeah because... What if it sound like some combo breaker, Norman? <laughs> I don't know, man. But no, um, honestly speaking, because if you remember in season one, Twilight Sparkle was there all the time. Every episode. Yep. Even though the episode did not need to involve her, she was there. Well, I think for at least for season one, isn't every pony in every episode, even if it's just uh, like standing there? I, I think, so. think so. But the thing is, um, I remember one episode that kind of didn't need to involve um, what was the episode? I forgot. It has something to do with... CMC? No, yeah. Um, Rainbow Dash and Pinkie Pie and Gilda. Oh, oh yeah. Griffin the Brush Off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's technically you don't need her there. But since she needs to write the letter every week, she's no, she there. Helped. She tried to help Apple Bloom. No, that's not it. That's not, that's it. No, that's no, no. Cutie, Griffin sorry. the Brush Off, it was just Twilight in the library where Pinkie was trying to say that I'm not the offender, I'm the offendee! <laughs> well, I mean... Fluttershy, for example, she was shown in the crowd scene when Trixie first appeared, but Trixie never challenged Fluttershy. Fluttershy did not want to get involved. Trixie knows what's in store for her. Trixie could not outshy Fluttershy. <laughs> she would have lost right away. I mean, it would have been the end of it. <laughs> if that didn't happen, the dragon would awaken and then you're screwed. So. <laughs> Trixie didn't challenge Binky either, and I doubt Trixie could have outlaughed Binky. You know what? I, I'm not. I'm not afraid about Pinky's laughter. I'm more afraid of Pinky's fourth wall breaking. Like, um, Pinky challenged you to fourth wall breaking. So she went back to the rock farm, did some research, and when she saw Pinky for the first time, she just took advantage to just delete her mouth like that. Yes. She's like, I know your weakness. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> not even shut up. At that point, it's. <laughs> Control all delete. And she specifically didn't give it back to her. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, moving on to the last one. Did you guys know that the fight scene in the last episode of season two against the Changeling with dramatic effect was a reference to The Matrix Reloaded? I didn't make the specific connection, but it makes sense if you think about it. Slow motion hits and then rapidly moving between the hits. Yeah. I didn't watch The Matrix Reloaded. It's a good thing. You don't need to. It's not that good. That's what I was told. <laughs> Matrix I'm One. Sorry, was... but I am a fan of the Matrix, the entire trilogy. Really? I, I I I think the first one was the strongest. I will admit that freely. But I think if you go in uh, looking for an action movie that has a decent storyline, I think they deliver. I really do. Yeah, it's true. I don't care how they switched over to computer graphics as opposed to the bullet time in the original, but. I still think they are good movies. I really do. Yeah, I mean that's true. I mean, entertainment is entertainment, no matter how you look at it. Even uh, if you watch Tommy Wiseau's The Room, that's funny. 
Oh, at the silence, nobody watch it. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're telling me about Lisa. So anyway, <laughs> whoever got that reference is awesome. Um, so anyway, moving on, it's guest time. And in today's guest time, we have Osaka Jack. So, how are you, Jack? Um, how are, you, are you having fun? I am. Yes, thank you. Great to know. So, before we start with the interview and stuff, um, mind introducing yourself to the people who may not know who you are and what you do? There are people who don't know me. I know, surprising, right? my entire ego is based on everybody already knows who I am, but, okay, sorry. <laughs> well, now you are one step closer to fulfilling it. Yay! Okay. <laughs> well, I am Osaka Jack, and I have a weekly show on Everfree Network called Into the Spotlight. We air at uh, Wednesday nights, 9pm Central Time, which is actually Thursday at noon for me, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> so it's, right it's right before I have to leave for work, so I'm usually sitting at the computer, you know, in my business attire ready to jump out the door. <laughs> well, interviewing that way must be hard. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say about, what time was it in the U.S. again, Central? In America, it's Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Central. That means 9 a.m. Thursday morning for us. Ah, okay. 9 a.m.? No. Wait, no, that's Sabres Park's show at 9 a.m. Thursday for us. I think for you guys, you're an hour behind me, so right now it would be uh, 11 a.m. hour behind. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's in Japan. States, I'm sorry. <laughs> and suddenly you're an hour behind us, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in Asia. <laughs> I'm closer than anybody else. Awesome. Um, I am, uh, I, for a while on Twitter, I referred to myself as the only Japanese brony. Until but Black Griffin corrected. came on. I, I was corrected in that, and I, you know, uh, the people said, no, I'm here, I'm here. So I said, okay, well, then I'm not the only Japanese brony, but I am the only brony in Osaka. Indeed. And I have yet to have anybody contradict me on that. Yes, okay, awesome. Wait and see if is going to change that. <laughs> yep, come April, I'm sure there will be others, so I will have to change my name to the first <laughs> in Osaka. The first brony in Osaka. The founding father of the Osaka Brony Coalition, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, Jack, um, first question. How did you get your name? Well, the Osaka part, I'm sure it's difficult to figure out. Um, oh, yes. Well, um, how it had worked is um, I had used uh, the same screen name for a long time, and it had nothing to do with ponies or Japan or anything, and I was really tired of it, to be honest. <laughs> and um, about the time where I started watching the show, and I would occasionally go to the um, cheeseburger site and My Little Brony, I decided, I was like, you know, I think I can make some of these. But I needed a screen name. So my cat's name is actually, uh, I, I didn't name the cat. It was a cat that we found by our school, and I took her in. Um, I let the kids name her, and since she's a black cat, the kids went with the very creative name, Blackjack. <laughs> okay, Ooh. awesome. I tried to explain to the kids that this is a girl cat, but they said, okay, Black Persia Jack. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. so cute. Uh, um, Alright, okay. Sure. Black Persia Jack, that's her name. So, <laughs> so I have my cat, Black Persia Jack, the girl. And she's just looking up because I mentioned her. And I was making my name. I said, well, let's see, I live in Osaka, so I'll start it with Osaka. And I look over at her, I'm like, oh, Jack. Hey, if I use Osaka Jack, I, 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 I instantly identify where I live, the fact that I'm a male, and the fact that I only like the vowel A. 
That's perfect. Cool, cool. So I just stuck with Osaka Jack, and I, I thought for sure somebody would have claimed that name before me, but apparently not, or they're very quiet about it. Oh, I thought so? the same too, actually, and uh, I, my Twitter handle is similar. I, I'm, it's, um, it happened way before Ponies as well. I was same Pinky. Okay. And uh, after Twitter launched, and uh, about a few years later, there some people they said, "You have you followed me on Twitter?" And like they're like, "Yeah, but you're a girl." And then I checked out huh? the spelling of P I N K I E and P I N K Y made a big difference. Oh uh, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got no idea. <laughs> I mean, there's this girl that doesn't tweet at all. Who's calling herself saying <laughs> Pinky? And I'm like. Can I have my name back? <laughs> uh, well, originally on Twitter, I had, actually, when I first joined Twitter, somebody had taken the name Osaka Jack, so I had to be Osaka Jack 27. Oh, which, okay. Which, 27 is my lucky number. You can't beat it. It's oh. three to the third power, three cubed. Okay. Um, right. You, you know what? Once I mention this, you will see the number 27 appearing everywhere. <laughs> Just look for it. it. Seriously, it appears everywhere. Um, I'll give it a hell. But a few months after that, you know, I checked and Osaka Jack was open. I'm like, oh, claim, claim, claim. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. What does that, that, how does that even work? If the person who's holding the original account closes or changes their username. Huh. Okay. Because so I've been that's wondering. that's why if you're holding a quite important account, do not ever change your name. Somebody's going to grab it and say, kiss your future followers goodbye. Yep, yep. Yeah, because I was wondering because, like, I, I follow a few guys on Twitter and their ID was like Dave underscore SG. Now they change it to Dave underscore BRB. Like, how do they change it? Like, what's the you process? Yeah, you just go into settings and it'll let you change. It, it'll let you change the name that people see very easily. I mean, um, I, if you I, want I, to change the actual Twitter handle, then it might not work if somebody else has the handle. But usually it works just fine. No, I was I was saying about the whole handle. Sorry, the whole name, like the Twitter.com yeah. slash. Um, yeah, the handle. That's the handle. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you can change either one. Uh, for for winter, I was Osaka Jack Frost. <laughs> uh, oh, I remember yeah, that. Uh, I remember and, that. Uh, for Halloween, I was um, oh, what was I? Osaka oh, Jack O'Lantern. Sorry. Osaka Jack O'Lantern, if I remember right. That's right. Yes, Osaka Jack O'Lantern. But you changed. You didn't change the handle, right? No, no. I was still you know twitter.com slash Osaka Jack. I just changed what people could see. Yeah, because I wouldn't dare to change my username because if someone oh, grabs my name in that short time, then. Because if you have a lot of followers, I mean, I don't have that many followers, but I mean, if you're a more, if you're a high rank account, like, let's just say Touchwood Final Draft loses his name, and I'm, oh gosh. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can't change at this point. I've just gotta go with it and go with yeah, You've established the account. Yeah, exactly. True indeed. True indeed. So, but the thing is that your followers will follow you, but the future—that's the problem. Yes. Yeah. The transfer over is going to be hard. But anyway. Yeah, and then they're going to continue Follow Friday on this same dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was Follow Friday. Ah, I forgot to do. I always forget to do that. But. Never mind. Um, Follow Friday only applies to the Americans. So if we do it on Saturday, it I still works. No, this has been a friendly reminder from the <laughs> A friendly Follow Friday reminder after the fourth power. Indeed. We should tweet that every Friday. <laughs> you do it, man. You do it. Am I? I just might. So anyway, um, my next question is. How did you get involved with EFN? How did you get a show with them? Well, it, it wasn't easy, um, and it wasn't nepotism either. I don't know anybody in the EFN. <laughs> um, I, I had been following Final Draft for a while, and I, I'm, I'm a regular guest on um, – well, not guest, but I'm a regular attendee at uh, Michelle Krieber's show 
uh, Saturday Night Songs that she does almost every week. And actually, we're approaching the one-year anniversary. For some reason, every question, every week, I'll ask a question, and Final Draft will ask that question to Michelle. So it's almost one full year being mentioned on that show, even if just... I, I remember that. I remember that because there was one episode where you were not on and Michelle Kriber was kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, uh, two time, two or three times every year I have to work Sundays, so I can't go to their Saturday night songs. But usually it works out really well. Uh, but I had been approached on Twitter by a few people saying, oh, you're really smart. You should try for a show. And I said, ah, oh, nah, nah, nobody's interested in that. But uh, enough people started emailing me about it that I actually approached Final Draft. I said, hey, you know, I think I could do a show. And actually, my original idea for a show was awful. (laughs) Just terrible. I wanted to do a game show. Okay. I wanted to, which I think the idea of a game show is good, but then you get to the idea of how do we distribute prizes and who's going to donate. Wait, you mean not like a gaming podcast, but like Wheel of Fortune kind of game show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a wheel. That would be amazing. It, I, we're, it's not out. It, it, I mean, it's not totally out yet. It's just the logistics of getting a prize and deciding the winners. It's very difficult. Here, have so. a wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I mean, that was the original idea I had, and he was like, uh, "What else you got?" And I said, "Well, you know, I use my little pony to uh, teach English. I was thinking maybe I could do, you know, kind of an English as a second language uh, thing." And he said, okay, that's not bad, but, you know, most of the Everfree Network audience is in America or Canada. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> okay. the first language. <laughs> Some Americans, yes, that would be true. I apologize. Western English. <laughs> With every pony and some pony and all those terms. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we worked through it for a bit, and we finally uh, agreed upon the, uh, the standard format of the show would be a one-on-one interview. And it would be released once a week, and the show's name is Into the Spotlight. And the idea behind that is we're trying to give light to either... Usually it's a person that people don't know so well, but it can be somebody that everybody knows, and they're working on a project that needs more information or needs more attention. Right, right. Um, Or even, you know, a group or something that needs more attention needs to be put into the spotlight. (laughs) True, true, true. I, so it's harnessing the kind of power that, not to say power, but more of a coverage that Evergreen Network has and using it to, you know, highlight people in the community? That, that's the main idea, yes. I'm, you know, we're, we're, I'm still the low guy on the totem pole. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I have, I have people that watch it every week, and I, I really appreciate it. And, yeah, I, I try to keep it fresh, and I try to keep it interesting. And I, I like to keep the interviews loose. And uh, flowing. Awesome. It's worked out well so far. It's it's been a challenge, definitely. But it's awesome because I've seen some of your guests, and I remember Scarlett Peace. Yeah, she was on our show, and yes, I. That's right. And then I saw a few people like, hey, I know Kelvin Devska. He has a confusing name. <laughs> yes, I still call him Normandy Jaden. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but let's just say uh, Kelvin. I, I saw him and I met him. Wow. He, oh, wow. Yeah, when I when I listen to shows like this, sometimes I'm driving and I'm like, suddenly it comes up, and we have this guy on. Wait, wait, wait! I know you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, where are you from? Yeah, like, um, into the spotlight. It's a very how do I put this? It's a very interesting show where not all of the popular people get spotlighted. Yes, I mean, I think as bronies, we don't just know because 
we like to select part of the fandom that we are, you know, interested in whatever floats your boat for that matter. And I think we all know the people who make that part of the fandom nice, and not all of them are famous. So, like, on Dusty Cat's show, when he interviewed, what's his name? Will Draw for Food. Something Morris, I can't remember. Oh, damn, what did I forget his name? Um... Jack yeah, Morris? Draw for Food 1. That's the guy who does the Ask Surprise blog. And it was like, wait, I know this name. I know this name. I know this name. And I was like, a countdown to my fan guess that's going to happen any second at that moment. I was like, <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But that was like me and people looking at me wondering what the hell's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it, you're still getting those stares, man, even for me right now. <laughs> I mean, okay, fine. But it's like because I'm the only person in the car. And people are looking at me at a traffic light wondering, oh, God. Why can't you this kid a car? <laughs> Indeed. All you have to do is just look look over to them and say, I can change it to 80s classics if you'd like. Take on me! <laughs> Take on me! Uh, but, um, wow, your channel, I have to say, it's really awesome. And, Thank you very much. Yeah, and I have to say that those bronies that you call on, they deserve the spotlight, man. I'd like to think so. You know, I don't think I've... Uh, I have yet to scratch any interview that I've recorded. And that is something I would like to mention. I, I'm not live. Really? No, I, I thought you were I'm live. live. No, no, I'm not live. Everything is pre-recorded. Um, I, I, some of the people that I interview are very nervous about being interviewed or it's their first time being interviewed. And when I approach them, at first they're, they balk. They're like, I, I, I can't do that. I'm too nervous. But I can say, no, no, it's okay. We're pre-recorded. You know, uh, if you if you say something we don't like, we can cut it out. If if we finish the whole show and you're still really, really nervous about the whole show, we can cut the whole thing out if you'd like. I'll be angry, but okay, <laughs> if you really want to. <laughs> and I think that relaxes uh, some people who are nervous about, you know, uh, going into the spotlight for the first time. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Because yeah. I, uh, like I said, you, you invite most of... The people who are not well known, and I can understand um, some of them being really nervous. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. Uh, so far, I've been able to. Thank goodness. I, I do like to go to the Everfree chat while it's airing. So, and I really encourage the people that I have on. I'm like, you know, you should come to the chat. You know, listen to people and answer questions from them while they're listening to me and ask you questions. Yeah, I was about to ask that because since you said it was not live, and I remember that. Normandy or Kelvin? Oh God, his name is confusing. Um, <laughs> that dude. Yeah, I mean Kelvin. He said that. Oh, uh, be in the chat. Like I'll be there. And they're like, okay. I thought it was live, and oh, it's all recorded, and you guys are in the chat. Oh. Yep. Really, really uh, it was actually confusing. Uh, the first episode that was airing, uh, people were asking questions in the chat, and I was answering them. And a few people were doing going on Twitter like, this guy is amazing. He can have such a <laughs> wonderful interview. And answer our questions flawlessly without ever missing a beat. Like, oh, I'm, well, you know, maybe I can do that, but no, no, I, it's pre-recorded, man, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, magic broken, oh, so all smoking mirrors. No, and but I had Sue in his training, Sue in one day. Well, I have had, oh gosh, how many up to date? I've had five different people offer to be my screwball. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's nice, but I'm like, I'm not live. I don't need you to field questions from the audience because I'm there. <laughs> I can read what they're typing. It's, um, I'm, I'm very capable of reading. Thanks. Uh, 
Oh, awesome. Like, wow, if you ever do a live show, um, you can always uh, call upon those five people. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Oh, I call them one Hi there, welcome to the live stream. Uh, uh, We're not live. <laughs> what does this button do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I wanted to mention about your original show idea. I think if yeah. you went back to the States to do a con, like BronyCon or Everfree Northwest, you should do a live show where you do a game show format. That would be awesome. Idea. I am going to go to Everfree Northwest. Awesome. Uh, I, I because, and kids, let me tell you this right now. Math can get you vacation. Ooh. Do tell. Ah, ha, ha. Okay. <laughs> uh, the school that I work for, um, my, boss, my boss is just amazing. But my boss actually purchased the school from the previous owner. Uh, the school has, this English school has been around for more than 25 years. Oh. Uh, so a long time. The school has a very specific schedule week by week and how they work it. And I, again, I'm very, very fortunate. I get four weeks of vacation every year. Oh. I'm, I'm very fortunate, but we can't change when the vacation days are. Oh. So I have four weeks of vacation, but they're the same four weeks that everybody in Japan has off and everybody in Japan is traveling. <laughs> So airplane tickets are about double the price. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, yeah. a trip to the United States and back, just the airline ticket is around $2,000, $2,500. Oh, my. That's, wow. that's high. It's, it's very pricey. So, you know, I'd love to go home and visit the family for Christmas, but it just doesn't happen very much. But oh. anyway, what happens is there will be a 12 months at four weeks each and then four weeks of holiday. So that works out to 52 weeks. But one year is not 52 weeks. One year is 52 weeks and a day. Indeed, indeed. Depending and on the years. When you are, have a school that's been running for 25 years, that extra day begins to add up and add up and add up. And you throw in a leap year, and then that's two extra days that year. So actually, um, right now, I mean, today is, I don't know, can we mention the day? or is it? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> it, we just finished February 1st. And we have just finished our second week. Or is it one, two, three, four? Today's February 1st. We are finished with our second week of our February vacation, uh, February schedule at my school. Okay. So it's, it's actually worked out of whack. So our it doesn't match the months. It doesn't match the months of the year. Ooh. So our February schedule for our school started in the middle of January. Oh, right. And as a, a fix for this, my boss suggested to me, she's like, huh, do you think we should take an extra week of vacation this year? So five said, weeks? Yes, we should! <laughs> Can we take it on July when Everfree Northwest is happening, please? <laughs> did you specifically say that? I did. I absolutely did. With uh, Everfree Northwest? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> did she ask you about it? She knows about it. Oh, really? She knows oh. that I'm a brony, and she knows. And I mentioned, that, you know, uh, about watching the live stream last year when it was happening. And All she's right. been she's been very supportive. And um, actually, last year the other teacher there's only two of us. The other teacher had to go into the hospital for skin cancer oh. for three weeks. Yeah, he's oh. fine. He's absolutely fine. They removed it, and it's totally fine. He's he's back to a hundred percent now. But for those three weeks, I had to work double duty. Oh. So instead of teaching, you know, six classes a day, I was teaching nine to ten or twelve classes a day without a lunch period. So December, I didn't have a lunch. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I had two days off in December and three lunch periods the whole month. Awesome. Did those two days happen to be Christmas Eve, Christmas and New Year's Eve? No. 
Oh. You worked on New Year's Eve? Ouch. I just worked on, well, I, I worked on my show New Year's Eve, but I, I had, from the school we were off. But, you know, I I work my butt off for the school, and she knows it, and she really appreciates it, so she was more than willing to give me that week off. Awesome, awesome. I am going to Everfree Northwest. So you heard it first, kids. Um, Osaka Jack's going back to the States to meet you guys in Everfree Northwest. Yep. That was the worst Big Mac impression ever. I apologize. (laughs) Oh, well, it's true. Yep. Oh, yep, all over the place. So anyway, um, Dan, don't you have any questions? Yeah, um, I had to ask this to other podcast show hosts, and I understand that you've already mentioned how you like to choose people who aren't really in the spotlight to get like some limelight for a change in the community. Right. So do you have a particular criteria for looking for these people? Do you approach them or do you wait for them to approach you kind of deal? How does that work? Um, I do have an email that I've set up uh, into the spotlight OsakaJack at gmail.com, no spaces at all. And I've taken a few suggestions from there. Not all of them, because some of them are, yeah. But my main thing for getting somebody on is I want somebody who has a good story to tell. And I don't mean a story about how they became a brony or a story about, you know, why they like the show. I want them to tell me about their life. Um, hmm. I want them to tell me, you know, how did you get to this point in your life and how does Pony affect your life right now? And what are you doing with Pony and what do you plan to do in the future? Right. You know, hmm. I, I prefer to talk to interesting people. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Go the fandom's full of these people. You chose the right <laughs> fandom for it. Yes, yes. Some of them a little too interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, because I... I say flat out, I, I have gotten some emails where it's essentially, dude, you should interview me, I'm so cool and I'm a brony, man. Wow. Like, okay, um, no. I'm like, you're a brony, so are 99.99% of the other applicants. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the basic question is, okay, what do you do? I mean, I hate to be rude about it, but... Why would people like to listen to you? Yeah, Have you ever got the response that I watched the show? <laughs> uh, not yet. Not yet. I'm sure I will at some point, but... Nobody trying to be sarcastic or something. Mm. Oh. Well, I try to approach it politely. You know, I don't say no flat out. I just say, well, I'll consider it. Thank you very much. It's true because I'm from... I'm, I'm looking at your episodes on EFN and I have noticed that you do interview a few popular people like... Cat White, Cat Whitney, yes, yeah, Cat Whitney and Raven Molisi, Molisi, yeah, yeah, Raven Molisi, uh, one of the storyboard artists who just recently left DX, DHX. Oh. Um, she storyboarded uh, Lesson Zero. Oh, my favorite, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the, I specifically asked Cat Whitney because um, I knew Cat. I had uh, commissioned a few works from her, and I wanted to hear more about it because I, I found her very interesting. And she said, oh, okay, sure, how about this day? And I'm like, that's fine. And then a few days before, she said, hey, I've got a guest coming over, and they're really interested in the show, and is it okay if they're on the show too? And I was like, um, yeah, okay, sure. Who's the guest? Who, you know, who's your friend? Oh, it's Raven Mollesey. Like, uh, yeah, fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure, no problem. <laughs> and the theme song for O2 Joy is in your head right now. <laughs> Actually, it was the theme song. It was the uh, old uh, Peter Gabriel song, Pressure. <laughs> Pressure! <laughs> oh, God. And also, you interviewed Amy Keating Rogers. I mean, I did interview Amy Keating Rogers. That was 
uh, when she was attempting to do her Kickstarter for her movie, uh, Jason Bateman Thinks I'm Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard that one. And was, is try, was trying to get, uh, you know, uh, a, a team together to release it. Yeah. So I was trying to, you know, boost the signal as much as possible. Of course, you know, Amy's a pleasure talking to. I really enjoy speaking with her. Uh, but I was trying to get the interview to get as many people as possible to donate. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Her Kickstarter didn't get funded, but yeah. you know, she didn't hold any grudge against me. Against me thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did donate, man, because I heard your interview with her and hey. also a few stuff. And then, like, there's that one person who donated 99 cents. Like, why? Yeah, that was... What the... Come on, dude. And I just bumped it up to $30 and one cent. <laughs> there you go. I put in about $5 on that one because, you know, I felt bad for her and things like that. And then I realized the key didn't turn on it and I was like, oh gosh. Yeah, but it was a worthy cause. It was a worthy it cause. It was a worthy cause, really. And yep. what it what saddened me was like, that was the first Kickstarter that I pitched into that didn't make it. So I was like, oh no. Because oh, yeah. all the Kickstarters that I pitched into were like, yay, hey Ocean got it, yay. And I think oh, yes, like, so ha- was like, oh, I will be so pleased that hey Ocean can make it to Japan. They, they said they might want to. I'm like, oh, please. I, was like, I saw the Malaysian flag on that iPad in their little trailer. I was like, yes, you have to come. You have to Absolutely. Come. Doors are open. <laughs> Actually, uh, real fast, uh, the Amy Kidding Rogers interview. Um, most of my interviews, I do quite a bit ahead of time. I'm usually uh, minimum three weeks ahead of time. Oh. What? Uh, yeah. So I've got the next three weeks of my show usually ready to go. Uh, it, it, that's how I work. If I get closer to that, I kind of freak out. Oh, okay. You know, you could just freak someone out. Like, you, your show's airing and you just knock on some brony's door and it's like, wait, I'm <laughs> Well, uh, one, one interview that I did uh, with uh, Nami, uh, yeah. she, had, uh, she had a Kickstarter that I was trying to promote and it, that one went through and I was really happy about that. But we did the interview right before Kickstarter said they were going to approve it. But all of a sudden, Kickstarter dragged their heels and didn't approve it for another month. Oh, God. <laughs> so when the interview finally came out, it was like, uh, when did we, I mean, that interview was, I think, the beginning of January is when it was released. And in it, you know, a few times we're like, boy, I hope season three is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> So I try to cut it to about two or three weeks ahead of time, uh, just to avoid, you know, it doesn't get too far ahead, but I don't freak out because it's too close. Okay, because... But, uh, Amy Keating Rogers' interview, I actually did a uh, five-days turnaround, Ooh. which wow, is, awesome. it was really fast for me because I was still learning how to, you know, edit audio and do stuff. But, uh, and of course, you know, it's Amy Keating Rogers, she says she has an hour and a half free at this time. That's when you make time for it. Uh, nonetheless, it was 3 a.m. for me, <laughs> and that was the night that I was passing a kidney stone. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, ouch. So, um, a lot of people know that I do have kidney stones. Uh, that was the sixth one, sixth kidney stone. Oh. And so I woke up an hour early, and I'm like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> and I took as much aspirin as I could, and I, like, sat down at the computer, and I'm talking to her, and you could... I, Nobody has said, listening to the interview, they could tell, but a few times I had to mute the mic and go, oh, God. yes, that sounds great. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. Well, it was your fourth episode with Amy Keating Rogers with that one, so, I mean, uh, people might forgive you? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Because, so, you see, I, I had to do it as well. Sometimes I have bad cough when it comes down because I get more so much stupidity. So what happened is I had to mute my mic as well halfway through. Yeah, awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, I can understand. So, you're, from what you said, that you recorded the show three weeks or two weeks in advance? Usually, yeah. So, um, yeah. how do you do all this? Because I'm thinking the scheduling in my head for your show is um, you record today and you post it like next week and you record another one on that week with another person and is that how it works? Well, sometimes that's how it works, but I try to do it in clumps. So I I know that um, at the end of October, I did four interviews in one day. Oh my. Which, I mean, it was a tough day, but when I finished, I was like, okay, I've got four interviews in here. And then, you know, over the next three days, edit out the first one. Then the next four days, edit out the next one. Then edit out the next one. Ah. So... You know, I, I interview in clumps, and then I take each interview one at a time, edit, uh, audio edits, and then video edits, and then get them up and ready to go. Right, right. Oh. So, yeah. So I say two to three weeks ahead of time, but it's, you know, sometimes I finish uh, editing it one week ahead of time, but I've already recorded it a few weeks before that. Uh-huh. It depends on the guest. So in yeah. one week, you might have two or three interviews then? Yes, yes. Mm, awesome, right. awesome. Yeah. Because I think, our I think format next week for... I've got uh, let's see, I've got Monty and yeah, next week I've got three interviews scheduled. I'm gonna try to get one more in so I can be ready through the end of March. Oh, awesome, wow. awesome. So you just get it all done and you edit it nicely to your time, kind of thing. Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, our show format is kind of different because we report on news and well, yeah, basically sure. we report on news. So that's why we can't do the things that you do. We have the timely factor. Yeah. Although we could always chop it up, you know, and be like... <laughs> you could just ask people to do pre-recorded uh, reactions. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's good. So what's your opinion on like... this? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I agree with Norman, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. that's a disadvantage with mine, is that I can't talk about recent events. But at the same time, my interview format, I don't really mention recent events too much. You know? yeah, true. I talk about I, I, upcoming projects. And sometimes if it's a very rapid person, I, I just uh, last week uh, spoke with Feather or released the episode with Feather. And in the interview, we talk about an upcoming upcoming collaboration she had with Aviators, which came out about four days before the interview was released. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that worked out well because we mentioned it in the interview. And then another reason for me to be in the chat, I can mention, hey, guys, it's right here. It's already been released. <laughs> Awesome. Yep. How do you do it? Are you a wizard? Stop <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boys. So, um, Dan, uh, sorry for this. live from the TARDIS. This is into the spotlight. <laughs> you know, I wish Japanese apartments were bigger on the inside than they were on the outside. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, true. But no, they're bigger on the outside, but smaller on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I do have a few more questions. Um, as a podcaster, and since all of us here on the show are ironically podcasters, we each yeah. on a podcast each, so weapons of choice for recording and editing. Um, I am very basic on it. I use MP3 Skype recorder to record. That's the best Skype recorder ever. It works really well. I, I, I love the fact that I can record uh, each person, each side in a different track. So, you know, one side's on the left, one side's on the right. Makes it much easier to edit for me. Oh. I use Audacity to edit the audio down. And then um, I tried a few programs, but none of them really worked very well for uh, video editing. So I went with Premiere, audio, Adobe Premiere. Oh, awesome. Same right here. Yep. And uh, I 
uh, one of the other people in every network was very kind to, you know, give me some tutorials and basic subs in working with Premiere. So I'm not a master by any means, but I can get by at this point. So. The thing about Premiere is once you get, like, knee deep into it, like how I'm studying it in university, you just can't switch. It's difficult because it's I'm got not... all these features. It's really yeah. hard to switch out. True, true. But yeah, just very basic. And for my microphone, I have a uh, $10 headset microphone that I'm using right now. You sound amazing on that thing. I've, I have yet to have any complaints on it. I I don't know. It, it just works really, really well. Mm. I'm using a, a studio boom mic, as in that thing you hold on top of people when they're talking. Right. The record. Yeah. That's what I'm using to record this podcast right now, and it's one uh, inch away from my mouth. So that's why it's so loud. Right. Yeah. It's true. I mean... Um... Recording software and stuff. I mean, you don't. You can go expensive and you can go cheap. It depends on how you want it. And if it's working for you right now, keep on keep on with it. If it's not, try to improve. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I though I do. Uh, I guess I can't do it this weekend. But next weekend, I've got to go to the electronic store and pick up a backup. I, I had a scare earlier this week as I was bringing my uh, hot cocoa over to the computer. My cat ran by and. Hit my legs and I spilled the entire cup on top of my computer. Blackjack. Oh, it was. Is a laptop? No, desktop. Oh, praise the Lord for that. No, no, because this is a desktop that has uh, extra vents on the top so that it <laughs> can get extra uh, cooling. Oh, I, I thought you meant something like you know, it just spilled on the keyboard. No, no, oh, right no. on the unit itself. I, I reacted quickly enough. I. I know it's terrible, but I pulled the plug as fast as I could, and I put towels down and got a fan on it. The only thing I lost was my trackball mouse. That's the Ooh. only thing that shorted out totally. Oh, Everything wow. else works that's, fine. Thank goodness. That's a good thing. you a fan of the trackball? I love the trackball. I don't have, I mean, it's Japan. I don't have any desk space. I don't have room <laughs> to move, you know, the mouse around so much. Trackball stays in one place, and I can just rotate. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. I had a trackball, and it broke. So uh-huh. sad. I would really want to know what it's like to edit music, uh, edit audio with a trackball. I'm so used to it now that I don't, you know, notice the difference. I I, I have problems using a regular mouse at this point. Trackball so long. So anyway, um, you said you're a teacher in Japan and you use ponies as a teaching medium. Um, How did that idea came about? Well, my boss, and I said my boss is very kind about what materials I can use and uh, I started this a uh, few years ago. Um, I had a student who, she's really, really good at English, but she hates books. <laughs> and she pays for a one-on-one lesson. So we had just finished the book, and I was speaking to my boss, and I said, you know, she's such, I think she's going to leave the school if we use another book. Can I try something new? And my boss said, sure. So I actually printed out the script from uh, the movie Toy Story, and I said, you know, we're going to try something different this time. And we read through, you know, we read what somebody would say, and we talked about new words. Okay, do you know what this word means? All right, can you use it in a sentence? Very good, yeah. And then we would listen to them say it in the movie, and then we would go back and one more time read along with it. And it worked beautifully. It, it just worked beautifully. So this student hasn't used a book in two years, and she has a wonderful time, and it's really doing great. And so I started to expand to other classes. I'm like, well, you know, if she does so well, then maybe I'll try it with this group, and maybe I'll try it with this group. And it, it, the only thing is, it, it has to be clear English. Uh-huh. I tried using Harry Potter, and it just didn't work. And not oh, because yeah. of the accent, just because they, you know, they have to speak really, really quickly to get all of the uh, plot points down in Harry Potter. 
Well, you're using pony, Pinkie Pie talks like a machine gun, so you can Pinkie Pie can talk like a machine gun. Yes, that's very true. And Applejack's slang can be a problem. <laughs> it's rarities, you know, highbrow English. Oh, that works well. That works wonders, man. That's not so difficult to explain. They, they, contrast, seem to pick up on, they seem to pick up on rarity very well. But yeah, yeah, we you know we can talk about for the easiest levels. We just what are they saying, and let's listen to them say it, and you get higher levels. And well, you know, which word did she stress in this sentence? And uh, you know, it, it it works beautifully. It, it yeah, it's a really good. It, it on its own, I don't know it would work, but it's a great uh, supplemental thing for teaching English. Mm, okay. And they'll be shouting at each other like Pinkie Pie. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, the whole idea came from Toy Story, and to make things shorter, instead of a one and a half hour movie, you just take <laughs> ponies because it's like what twenty two minutes. It is twenty two minutes. Yeah. Um, well, even with Toy Story, we would never finish the whole thing. It's only a one-hour lesson, so we would do like 10 minutes or 20 minutes at a time. Uh, let's see, with uh, mostly with my, the classes that use My Little Pony, we will do uh, one commercial break per week. Oh. Ah, okay. So one commercial break per hour lesson. So that's seven minutes of pony, you know. <clears throat> we will read it, we will talk about new words, we'll listen to it, and then we will shadow them where you try to say it at the same time as they're saying it. Ah. So you said you just only use seven minutes of footage for the classes then, right? About seven minutes, yeah. One commercial break is usually enough for one uh, one entire class. So it's... Oh, okay, I, I think I can understand. So um, how is your class with English? Do they speak it fluently, like um, how normal Americans do? Or is it? do they have a Japanese accent to it? There's definitely a Japanese accent in all of my students, and... Uh, we, we're, I'm not a public school, so uh, our school is not a public school. Our school is called Ekaiwa, which is just additional English help. Oh. Um, it's not necessary for a student to be in Ekaiwa, but at this point, every student in Japan is in some kind of Ekaiwa, so if they are not doing it, then they're falling behind the other students. Oh. Is it a franchise kind of deal? There are franchises. Uh, ours is not a franchise. Ours is a very small school. It's just one branch and two teachers. Because there's this system called, I don't know, the Kumon system. Yes, yes, Kumon is... Is something like that? There there are a bunch of franchises. Nova used to be a very, very large franchise here that hired actually 5,000 English teachers. Wow. Um, But they went bankrupt very badly. (laughs) Ouch. Okay. Yeah, 5,000... Uh, American 5,000 foreigners went to work and the work was boarded up. (laughs) Okay. And they go back for 4th of July and they all lose their money. One day... So, but, um, no, we, we use it uh, in not every class, like I said, but um, some of the students are kindergartners and aren't really speaking Japanese yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, oh, okay. but we're exposing them to English, and that's helping. And others are, you know, speaking very fluently, uh, and there's a lot of in-between. So oh, okay. it varies. So, I mean, varies. Um, basically, we're like, Malaysia is what Malaysia is, because Malaysia, we have a lot of people who can speak fluently, like for example, us, and they have a few people that can't speak English well. I mean, um, I, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, there's you know a lot of people that do very well. Uh, my class today, we were discussing the difference between oh, what was it? Uh, difference between unhealthy versus disgusting in oh. food. Ah. <laughs> so, um, is there a difference in Japan for those things? There's a difference all over the world, isn't it? No, I mean for language because like. Oh right. Yeah. Right. So. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sure. I... 
understand what you mean? I mean um, in the Japanese language, you know, is there a difference in these words? Or are they like the same word, but depending on... Oh, context? okay, I see what you mean. English is... Uh, English actually has more words than any other language on Earth. True, uh, there's well true. over a million English words. And English is still the fastest growing language on the Earth. It get, English gets over 400 new words every year. But by comparison, most languages have uh, significantly less vocabulary and... Uh, Lots of times, the synonyms will be the same. So, for the most part, Japanese is less vocabulary. So, it can be difficult for them to understand there's a difference between these two words. Uh, for example, the Japanese word for mustache and beard is the same word. Ah, it just kind of refers to facial hair. Ah, it's understandable because um, facial hair is facial hair no matter how you twist it. So, okay, okay. So, so the kids... Um, so the Japanese kids have um, trouble understanding facial hair then? Well, I mean, that's just an example of one of the words that, you know, in English we have different uh, monikers for it. There's mustache, mutton chops, oh. beard, goatee. Uh, goatee, you know. Those are just bar. styles Dust, then. The dusty cat. <laughs> <laughs> there is only one dusty cat. Exactly. <laughs> yes, indeed. But it's true. Okay, so, wow, um, I have to say from... All my forty um, eight episodes, we never had a teacher on before, and this really? is interesting. Yeah, Final Draft isn't really a teacher, right? <laughs> uh, he's more of a debate coach, right? <laughs> I would call him a teacher, but I'm not sure he would call himself a teacher. All right. Yeah. So, um, okay. One of the ironies I... is that um, I have found in Japan. Uh, there's, you know, there's quite a few people who are teaching English from every English-speaking country, Canada, America, New Zealand, Wales, even. I find that the most successful English teachers are those that did not study English in college or university. Oh, really? Right. I, my, my degree is in psychology. <laughs> okay. Ah. I actually was in a master's program for psychology before coming over here. And I use that in my teaching. Because uh, part of psychology, my study was the psychology of teaching. So I know the different theories behind teaching and learning, and I can apply them in the classroom. So no wonder it's easy for you to insert ponies in. Well, that's just my deviant little mind. I, do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going on somehow the peripheral route of persuasion, and then something suddenly came up. <laughs> okay. So, um, so how do you do that? It doesn't work out. I mean, I did my college program was a psychology program, but now I'm in media. Oh, okay. So, Jack, have your student mentioned about Bushiro going to show ponies to you? Well, I've mentioned it to them. Okay. <laughs> so the students that I've mentioned it to are aware of it. But um, we, to be honest, um, we are a little nervous because the company that's releasing that is releasing it on TV Tokyo, which is a Tokyo-based channel and it isn't uh, available here oh, um, from from, from what i heard they will they will air it in the other states yeah it well tv tokyo can be picked up by other program by other networks but it's the question of whether or not they will pick it up ah. right so it you know sometimes i mean there is tv osaka and quite often tv osaka will show tv tokyo's animations but they're not required to. So, uh, 
so, really hope it's going to come here, but there is a chance that it won't come to Osaka, or it'll be rescheduled for like two in the morning or something. Oh god, no! Oh dear. I mean, here it shows at eight a.m. on Saturday, so okay. I don't know who wakes up to see that. <laughs> well, the little kiddies, because remember when we were young, we always wake up early, like seven or eight, or oh, maybe no, even not me. six. Absolutely. I I'm the kid who's in the closed door until twelve noon, and then it's like. Really, when you were. What time is it? Lunch. Oh, okay. Really, when you were super young, you wake up that late. I woke up late since a very young age. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember. Because we... I, I was in Chinese school when I was younger, and Chinese schools in Malaysia we have not insufficient space because of the massive population that we have. Right. You know? So they have morning and afternoon sessions, and I was in the afternoon. We finish school at seven p.m. and we okay. go home. We do our homework. See, so yeah, I. Use into the night, then after the next morning, you sleep in and yeah, I go to school. Saturday and Sundays, man. All those Saturday and Sunday cartoons. Well, I, I, I never watch morning cartoons, really. Uh, I used to watch cartoons in the evening after coming back from school. That's when I got my TV time. I uh, did never used to watch morning shows. Oh, you miss a lot. You miss a lot, man. Like, I had a bad job. Yeah. I will say, like if you're talking of overcrowding, um, my high school was designed to hold up to 2,000 students. And when I graduated, we had 2,700 Wow. So in every classroom, there were 30 chairs and up to 42 students. So oh. the last last seven students to arrive to class, you don't get to sit down. Wow. That's, the same uh, thing's happening to me in university because, I don't know, we have three blocks of nine stories each full of classrooms. And our enrollment is at 8,000, I think, 8,000 approaching right. 9,000. So that's yeah. still overcrowded. People stand up, sit on the floor, or yep. better yet, don't come for class at all. Because now they install cameras in the classroom and you can access the lecture remotely. And I'm like, great, you just killed the classroom culture. <laughs> well, um, no comment on that. So being in Japan, um, and you, since you're the pretty much the only brony in Osaka that the world knows at the time being, yep. how would you describe the brony scene there at the moment? At the moment? Uh, well, there's me. I mean, and probably yeah. in other parts as well, like <laughs> Tokyo and places like that. No, not at all. Meetups? Uh, no, no, no meetups. Well, I mean... Since you said you, you did find one or two hanging yeah, around. Yeah, I found a, a few others. Well, uh, right now, Black Griffin is in Tokyo. But oh. he's going to be uh, going back to America in a, in a month or so. So that'll yeah, be... Left the Navy. Yep. Um, let's see. There is... Uh, I know there's one other brony south of me, about an hour south of me. And we meet up sometimes. I guess you could call that a meetup. Yeah. Two people. Wow. I done it too. I know of let's see on my Twitter feed. I know there's one or two others. One is in Kyoto, but never tweets, so I have no idea how he's doing. And another person is in Okinawa, which would require an airplane flight to go visit this person. <laughs> no bullet trains <laughs> to Okinawa, the small little islands. No. Ah. Uh, All right. Steps. If it's if it's connected to the mainland, I can take the bullet train. Yes, but no, this is Okinawa. This is a few hundred miles south. Well, let's just hope that. Uh, once Bushiro shows the show on TV, just hope there's more audience for it. And let's just hope that Bushiro pulls out a card game out of it. I will hope so. Yeah, I can definitely hope so. I can tell you that, actually, yeah, the last class that I have on Friday, it's uh, four high school girls. And they have, one of them just kind of enjoys the show, but the other three have definitely become bronies. Awesome. <laughs> you know, back... Back when I started, you know, I was showing the show for a bit, and they loved it. They each have their favorites, and we'll talk about favorites and other things. And I had, I, I dragged my heels on creating an OC. I took forever to do it, but I finally came out with my OC, Eureka. Eureka. Hmm. Yep. Now, now that you mention it, I'm looking at it right now, and yep. 
it's a, I won't, how do I put it? It looks like one of the doctors. Does it? Okay. I think it's the sixth or seventh doctor. If you remember in one episode, uh, I'm kind of... Oh, that one, yeah. yeah. There is, uh, the color scheme is similar. I didn't realize until afterwards, but there is a color scheme similar to uh, at the gala. There is a person who has a uh, hourglass cutie mark. Yeah, that one. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about him. Is it the one that looked like Pokey Pierce? No. <laughs> But when I finally designed him and I had him, uh, when that class came around, I said, oh, hey, guys, look, uh, this is my character, and this is supposed to be me. And one student glances at it and then looks directly at me and says, what's its cutie mark? <laughs> wow. Like, oh, yeah, you're, you're awesome. She, she knew the phrase cutie mark. She could re- recall it in a moment. Didn't even have to think about wow. cutie mark. So, um, she did, did she say it in Japanese or English? No, English. She awesome. What's its cutie mark? Like, uh, <laughs> yay! I like you. I'm glad you asked. Today our class was about cutie marks. Yeah. And we become cheerily for a day. <laughs> I was really happy. Uh, there was a person on uh, Deviant Art that made little beanbag plushies, and I commissioned them for uh, six beanbag plushies. And I was able to give uh, four of them away to that class for Christmas. So oh, awesome. Here you go. You get Pinkie Pie, your favorite. You get Rainbow Dash, your favorite. You two have just joined class, so you can choose. Do you want Fluttershy, Derby, or... Uh, oh, who's the other one? Uh, Twilight? Uh, um, no, who did I get? Applejack? Uh, Rarity? You know, I can't remember off the top of my head. Who did... Yaronosi? Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's right. It was uh, Rainbow Dash, Pinkie Pie, Derby, and Fluttershy were the ones they took. I kept Apple Bloom. Oh, Apple Bloom. Awesome. <laughs> I would keep Apple Bloom, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I later gave Apple Bloom to my boss's son, who is starting to become interested in the little pony figures that I bring in. So. You mean those blind bags? the brony revolution of Osaka. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I gave all of them away, and I have none of my own. Well, one day, one day. That's happiness. Karma will come. Don't worry. <laughs> Soon. You are going to Everfree Northwest, so who knows? You might get a lot of swags. I hope so. I hope to. Yeah. I hope to get swag. <laughs> yeah, and maybe bring some to the Japanese. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, with the uh, you know Bushy Road release, they have said that there will be an exclusive line of Japanese toys. Oh, God. You and me need to talk about that. You and me need to talk about well, that. Well, <laughs> see, the thing is, up until this point, I have had no bartering ability because all I can do is offer to pay people. And there are some <laughs> artists who just say, I only accept trades. I'm like, well, I don't have anything to trade. Oh. Now. I accept hugs, you know. <laughs> You and me need to talk, man, because from what I see, most of those can only be acquired in Japan. So now we have Tap Japan. Yes. And if it's not card games, I can get them. (laughs) I do hope that Bushiro will make the card games for ponies. Those WS card games, I know they did it for other animes, and I do hope they make for this one, man. I'll probably force myself to learn it. (laughs) <laughs> but still today I cannot understand a proper card game like Yu-Gi-Oh! or Card Fight Vanguard I still cannot understand these games even though Norman has dumbed it down for me so much no then so, then then um, you don't need to just buy boxes keep the ones you want and trade off the ones you don't want <laughs> I'm old school I went with Magic the Gathering so that's my card game <laughs> oh if you play Magic um, WS is going to be easy for I you I used to but I uh, back in the day I played Magic did you try uh, Charles of Equestria? No, no, I did not. I okay. should. Oh, if that's the case, you and me need to talk later, man. You and me need to talk later about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, how long have you been in Osaka, by the way? Been in Osaka or been in Japan? Uh, Japan. I mean, okay. Osaka and Japan. I've been in Osaka for about three years now. Uh, yeah, yeah, about three years. Before Osaka, I lived in Kobe for a, almost a year, but I really didn't care for Kobe very much. And uh, before Kobe, I lived in Gunma for about six and a half years, actually. So I've been wow. in Japan for almost 11 years now. Wow, wow, wow. I know about Gunma. <laughs> you do? Interesting. Yeah, it's... Initial D reference, that's why. Yeah, I, I lived at the foot of Akagi Mountain, which is where Initial D takes place. And I knew some people who were into the Tokyo Drift who had cars that can match anything in Initial D. Wait, 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 wait. Initial D was filmed on video? I'm not talking film, I'm talking the manga. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, and um, the film was filmed in Akina. Ooh. Yeah, the Chinese movie that starred... Um, what's his name? Yeah, Jay Chow. It, it was filmed in Japan. When I saw J. Charles driving, I'm like, Are you crazy? <laughs> 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 but, uh, I lived in Gunmaken for quite a while. It's it's a very remote area. Um, I think for a time I was the only foreign I was the only non Japanese person in this. No, no, no. There were two foreigners in the city. It was me and one girl from uh, Ukraine. Okay. <laughs> but Osaka, I've lived here for about three years now, and I I really enjoy it. Right. So the reason I ask is because if, since you probably lived there for quite a while and you've known how the people there are like, mm. how do you speculate how the town or the people here, I'm scared, in Japan and Osaka in particular, are going to take MLP? Um, you know, I'm not sure. Just because this is one of the first animations to be released, uh, first American animations to be released in simulcast. Usually when it comes over here as a dub, it'll be slightly popular for a year and then disappear. But because this one's oh. being released in English as well, I'm really not sure how it's going to react. I hmm. really hope it takes hold. Um, I think... Uh, I, I I hope there will be bronies. But I do think that for the first year or so, at least half of the bronies will be Rule 34-type bronies. Oh, God, no. Right. Well. That, that's Japan's style. <laughs> you know, like it or love it or hate it, it's, it's, it does happen quite a bit where animation fans are perverted. <laughs> Well, you're spreading the you're spreading the you know the, the more flowery side of the fandom. I I'm trying to hey you know. Uh, if I mean, you're making a really good start with your school and you know your yeah. your boss and people like that. Yep, grassroots campaign. You know, I <laughs> I am who it is, and if they know me, then they know bronies are cool, and they know kind of what the brony movement is about. And if they don't like it, that's fine. You know, teach their own. True. But my so so my so short answer too long didn't read. <laughs> I hope <laughs> that in the first year, I believe in the first year or two, it will be kind of eh, sketchy and half perverted. But I think after that, it'll change over to a legitimate brony movement. I really do. From what I understand, that um, EFN did an interview with this guy. He's kind of an analyst for Japanese culture and. From what he said about ponies in Japan, it's kind of a hit and miss because the Japanese culture, they think that, oh, there's, what's the word I'm looking for? Associate. Yeah, sorry. Um, they associate cartoon animals for kids' show. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so 
to get. That's a big thing. But like I said, because this is going to be released in English, it's the same thing as me on the subway. Oh,、uh, he's foreigner. He's strange. He's supposed to be that way. So because it's going to be in English, I think there's a good chance that they'll say, "Oh, well, you know, that's how English animations are," because they know Tom and Jerry very well. Oh, really? No. Oh, I mean, they don't talk.、Uh, some of the later ones they do. Oh God! Oh,、no. okay, the later ones. The later, the, the, for people in America, those were not the popular ones, but those are just as well known in Japan, so they know that they use English. Okay. Right.、Oh. I can I can imagine like some Japanese guys watching MLP and then they sign suddenly see one of these rather exploitable scenes and like Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because、um, technically, if I remember right, because there are culture differences between、um, us and Japan. Like I remember the one in the winter wrap up scene where. Twilight Sparkle was bathing in tom- tomato or tomato、yes. after she got、uh, squirted by the skunk, and、yes. a lot of Japanese people in Nico Nico Doga were asking, "Why is Twilight Sparkle bathing in tomato?" Well, yes, there's no skunks over here, so you know they w- wouldn't understand. And the idea that tomato juice can get rid of a smell is not widely known here. So I didn't know that till just right now. Really? I thought,、oh. I thought it was a bee sting remedy. No, no, no. Stuck by the wasps or something like that. Tomato, tomatoes are actually a very good、uh, scent killer. So if if you have a terrible scent on you, use,、uh, actually scrubbing a tomato on your skin can help. But that's a bit acerbic. It's very acidic. So tomato juice can help get rid of almost any smell. Oh, all right. So I mean,、um, that's what happened in Nico Nico Doga, and、yeah. um, the show is well known, but it's not official yet. Nico Nico Doga. Yeah, because Nico Nico Doga is the Japanese answer to YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Well, J- Japan has YouTube. It's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have YouTube, but YouTube is kind of a Western thing. Nico Nico Doga. They, um, honestly, I like how Nico Nico Doga does it because they can post comments on the video itself, and it's kind、SoundCloud、of SoundCloud style. Hmm. SoundCloud style. You mean very similar、things? to that? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I prefer the YouTube style myself because I don't like reading while I'm listening to things. But yeah, but it's the reaction thing. Like, oh, this people、yeah. is saying this, and ah.、Uh... Well, I do think there will be a lot of things that will go over people's heads、uh, when Twilight stands on the soapbox before saying why Pinky's sense doesn't work. The phrase "get on a soapbox" is unknown over here, so they'll just be like, "Why did she get up on that before speaking?" Oh well, doesn't、yeah. matter. Oh, it, it didn't. Um, for me, at first when I watched the episode, I didn't notice it, but I saw soapbox stand up. Okay, after a few watch, hey, she's standing on a soapbox. Oh,、yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that first time and I was like, oh, lecture coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's just not well known over here, so it probably won't fly. But or that part won't be understood. But I think there's a lot of things like that.、Um, whenever a Miyazaki animation is transferred over to English, there are quite a few things that just. Zoom right over Western audiences' heads, true, true. and it, it's to the great credit of John Lasseter and the people who brought Spirited Away that they were able to bring over such things in a way that didn't distract from the story itself. And it's my hope that they'll do the same in Japan. Yeah,、um, knowing how Bushiro works their products, I think、um, ponies are in good hands. I hope so. I、yeah. really do. Yeah, we we had a previous guest from China. His name is、uh, Draco Runan. If you remember our show, we had him talk about how he did translations and subtitles for the show in China, and、mm. he said he found a lot of difficulty in the language because of how、sure. there are a lot there are puns in the show and things like that. Yes, yes, there are. Which is you know, I mean, it helps me as an English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I thought puns are bad for teaching English. 
Puns are great for teaching English because it requires humor is so difficult to translate. So if you can get somebody who understands a little humor, they've made wonderful strides in understanding the language.、Mm, right. Awesome. Because I thought puns are like humor for those who understand English, like you know, at a、yeah. high level because、Then. of how they tend to have that. Yeah. Then you're you're、yeah. forgetting.、Uh, Jack here is an English teacher, so yeah, know, it's a it's a weapon for him to use in class. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I thought it would like cause like some sort of sabotage because you're gonna start people raising a lot of questions and wondering why is he、yeah. making that? Why are they laughing at this? It's not he's funny. Then he's that a is, teacher. No, no, he, he has. Good, you both have good points. I am a really good teacher, so I can explain it. But at the same time, they will be confused at some parts.、Yeah. That's just how it goes. That's why I keep my job. <laughs> yeah, I mean,、um, for me,、uh, for me, my opinion is if the class is asking questions, that's good because you, that means you want to know, you want to learn. If they don't ask, then、um, either they are not interested or you're doing a bad job. If you ever well, give me a lesson, I'm gonna storm your questions so hard you want to give up your career. That's how I ask questions. Oh, you have no idea the questions I've received. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I, I'm sorry. All props to you. I'm sure you can come up with excellent questions, but at the same time, I've been doing this for 11 years, and I'm really good at diverting questions into a learning experience.、Hmm. Awesome. I mean, that's what, that's how I learn because I want to learn, and then some people、oh, sure. like start talking nonsense, and I'm like, why? Yeah. No, <laughs> I'll get back to you、yeah. on that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, you oh, Where's the fun in making sense? Oh god, I can't wait for the Japanese to know about Discord. <laughs> My students hate Discord. Oh, they were so angry that they made one student was physically. I mean, she was clenching her fists and making Pinkie Pie stop laughing. Oh really? She was. Oh, she was so angry. And you know, I mean, because we can only watch a little bit at a time. You know, we watched the first episode finished, and she looked at me and she said. Pinky's gonna laugh again, right? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, okay. I'm sorry, I'm gonna ruin it for you, but yes, Pinky's gonna laugh again. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> wow,、um, I still recall the first Ronicon when they had that, and、uh, they screened the first two episodes of season two, and when Discord made、oh, Twilight、um, cry, and somebody from the back just stood up and screamed, Discord. <laughs> <laughs> wow,、um, I have to say that、um, the Japanese are really emotional. When it comes to this,、um... my students are. <laughs> okay. But well, um, um, I think honestly, just even the the very base of it, My Little Pony is well created, but it touches a part of us that we miss. It, it has an innocence to it that we really, really miss.、Uh, I have an adult student who,、um, you know, we've done some of the movies and we've done Toy Story, and I asked her, "Well, we've just finished Toy Story three, and you seem to enjoy that. What would you like to do next?" And she said, "Oh, I don't know." And I said, "Well." You know,、uh, I, I know this show that has a very clear English. It's a kids' show, but I enjoy it very much. If you'd like to give it a try, and she said,、uh, "Okay, we'll try one episode." So, all right. So, pop quiz for you: If you get one episode to a student, which one would you show? Hmm. So,、um, remember,、uh, this is a student who is unsure whether or not the show is going to be good. So, it might not be your favorite, but which、hmm. one would you represent the show with? Off the fly for me, it would be Lesson Zero. Because、oh. that's the most relatable episode for a student. For me,、okay. to say that I want to show the awesomeness of the show,、um, Sonic Rainbow. Ah,、uh, okay.、Right. I think both of those are good choice, but I think both of those episodes, I would disagree with, just because they require a bit of character backstory to them to、okay. explain what's going on. 
if you've never seen Twilight Sparkle before, you might think she goes that nuts every episode. And if you've never seen Rainbow Dash before, you might think she's a scary cat as she is right before the show in every episode. Right. Okay. So I had to choose a show that showed uh, how a character is without en- hardly any backstory. And I chose A Friend Indeed. I had a feeling ah. you chose that. Because that <laughs> illustrates Pinky in the best possible way. It introduces Pinky right there. My it's name the is The Ballad of Pinkie Pie. It's right there. My name is Pinkie Pie, and I'm here to say I'm going to make you smile and brighten up your day. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so I chose this, and I said, okay, well, let's read through it first. And, you know, we did the very beginning, and we read through the song. And I said, okay, she's going to sing this. And she said, what? She had been having just this horrible day. She, a middle-aged woman, and okay. she'd been having a horrible day working as a doctor's assistant. And we played this for her, and I, I'm telling you flat honestly, at the end of Smile Song, she was crying in joy. She was so happy that the song had made her uh, just touch a part of her she had forgotten about, and she was crying in joy. That song has magic in it, because as I mentioned before, Bronyville, it has worked on non-Bronies. I've tried it. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful song. So, and from that, we listened to the, you know, we did the entire episode, and she really enjoyed it, and she asked for more. So I did. I went back to season one, and we did the dress trilogy. Is what I call <laughs> uh, Ticketmaster, where we get the tickets for Grand Gala, Big Gala, but who do I take? Mm-hmm. And then uh, suited for success, where Rarity makes the dresses, but oh no, they don't match my personality. Make them better. And then finally, at the uh, best night ever, where they actually go to the gala. So we saw that trilogy of the entire series. That's and she and after that, I said, well, you know, are you enjoying this? She says, yes, I like it. I said, okay, well, which character would you like to see? And she's like, I want more Twilight Sparkle. I said, all right, well, then we will start one called Lesson Zero. <laughs> Yay! Okay. And that's where we are right today. We did, you know, more of Lesson Zero. And uh, we just got to the part with, hi, girls. <laughs> and she was laughing so hard at the stressed-out Twilight look. It was just cracking so I think the oh. show has the capability, if it's presented correctly, I think it has the capability mm. of touching a very deep part of us. And I do hope that the show is given that much of a chance to succeed here. Because I think if we can get to Friend Indeed, it'll do well. Because uh, from what I heard you explaining, like mm. Daniel Ingram and Amy Kitty Rogers did a great job on the song. Because they did, yes. Like you mentioning it to me, oh, it pulled on my heartstrings, man. Because... Oh, it's just awesome because the smile song is just awesome because Dan here is a grumpy grump and he told me that every time he hears the smile song, it makes him happy. And I have a friend who says that uh, when he's in a bad mood, he'll just play the smile song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that I, mean, I have a few friends who are like that, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's like, you go, you go to their iTunes and it's one of the most hit songs on the list. <laughs> Hmm. Have you heard Amy Keating Rogers' original version? Yeah, yes, I heard. I, I heard. Yeah. And there was... I was I was very, very proud. Uh, Amy Keating Rogers and I were speaking on Twitter before BronyCon, and I, I'm one of the ones that convinced her to bring the lyrics. So when she's interviewed by the uh, Equestrian Choir guys and she pulls out the lyrics, I'm like, ah, I helped her get those. <laughs> oh, because the, the song, her original song, it was awesome too, but a bit too long for the episode. But yeah. what actually got to me is that it had such power that she didn't have to sing it for Daniel Ingram. Daniel already got pretty much how she how he wanted to go in his head already. It had, just yep. had so much power in that lyrics. It yep. didn't even need her to sing it already. He found the perfect tune for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a wonderful thing. And I think it's a great thing to start to people who 
like my students, they're willing to give something a chance, but they need to be shown how it can be touching. Mm. I would not have used that as a first episode for a male. I don't. Ooh. I think Sonic Rainboom probably would have been better for a man uh, to show. But I knew that you know, as and later I would have shown Friend Indeed. For a man, I would give. Uh, what is that? I am putting your hoof down. Yeah, putting your hoof down. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm, but for a man, I don't think so because it's kind of demasculate the manliness of the male characteristics. If you think about it. Well, I haven't been. I haven't exactly been the most manliest guy around, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, if you really think about it and analyze the whole episode, you got a manly man, but he got talked down by a shy pony. Yeah. <laughs> a shy pony has an on-off switch. Yeah, I love the episode. I love the episode, but it's just psychology thinking. And if you're going to show it to a guy, that's that's it. I mean, they're gonna like this protein shake kind of dude coming out. I mean, either that or Snowflake is the other one. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> but anyway, um, the episode, the whole Pony episode is really awesome. And for you to use it as a teaching medium, and even for children and adults, um, that's awesome. Because, wow, I, I just say awesome. I, I'm very fortunate that my boss is so uh, allowing of it and that so many students have responded to it. It's, it. It really brightens up my day to be able to use it. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, to be honest, with my students that are on Friday, we're using season three at this point. Uh, huh? we're, we just started Magic Duel today. Oh, Trixie is one of the is the favorite of one of them, and she was she was actually upset. She's like, "This is Trixie." <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's okay. It's okay. It's gonna get better. We got another sippy student. <laughs> but I um. I think, you know, since season three is shorter, by the end of June, we will have uh, used up every season three episode. So mm. if the new season has to start before then, I'm thinking we roll out Friendship as Witchcraft. Oh, God, no. <laughs> or maybe one of these films. I mean, how about fanfics? Maybe you might want to think about that. For those who like to read, give them my little dashi and just sit back and watch. Possibly, what works. yeah. yeah. Oh, um, awesome. By then, probably Double Rainbow will be out. So oh, yes. Oh, hope so, man. But um, Galliax, Double Rainbow, Michael Dashi, the movie. So you said that you use a lot of mediums, like um, if they like um, ponies, so you're going to concentrate on that. So um, like Dan mentioned, using fan-made content and other stuff. So have you tried this one series called um, My... It's a crossover between Phoenix Wright and Ponies. Oh, I've seen that. No, I haven't used that one yet. Um, just because our time with Pony is so uh, scant and limited in class, I've only been using uh, with 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 the class of the you know Brony girls. I, I've only used the um, actual episodes, except one day uh, I convinced them to let me show them some Brony uh, videos. So we did uh, we did Luna's cutie mark, that little animation. Oh, oh so cute! That one. The, the one girl who loves Trixie so much, she loves Luna even more. And it was so funny. When we were watching a Sleepless in Ponyville, um, we were watching Scootaloo run through the dreams, and there's Luna in the background through the trees. The other students were, like, watching, and one student, that one student looked up and went, oh, and right at me, and the others took a second or two to register. Oh, we got another she, tetra. She instantly saw Luna, and she's like, Luna! Now we have the Japanese Tetra Pony! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, but no. it was funny about that, so. Yeah. 
now I remember what to ask you because um, you you said that you use this as a medium to teach. So do you cut it in parts? Like um, one episode will take about three classes, something like that. Yeah, you, well, I, I go as long as we can. You know, I keep an eye on the clock, and as we're reading through it, I'm like, okay, we've gotten to this point. We need to stop now. Let's watch it, and let's review it. And uh, sometimes I can get through an, a half an episode with one class, and sometimes it takes you know three or four weeks to get through an episode. Mm, okay. Depends on the class. Do you give them, like, take-home assignments to do? Maybe go back, watch one little snippet, and then come back with some stuff on it, maybe? Um, I try to avoid that just because I don't, uh, they don't like homework. <laughs> Nobody um, does. Nobody does. Yeah, exactly. And I have given them, you know... I mean, to be frank, if you give me homework to watch ponies, yes, please. <laughs> well, yeah. It, you know, if it's something you enjoy, that's fine. But I don't want them to start associating, I have to watch ponies. Uh, so I will occasionally say, I'm like, well, here, look, I burned this DVD for you guys. If you want to go home and listen, to, and uh, this is a little film called Epic Wub Time. Ooh. And this is funny. <laughs> And I think you guys will enjoy it. And they took it home and they loved it. Um, but I don't want to force them to, you know, do something. So. And they come in their iPods full of dubstep. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> when they read through the credits. fans of Final Scratch for some reason. They like her. But it isn't like a lot of the bronies like, oh, I love Final Scratch. And they're just kind of, oh, she's cute. And, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, okay. Uh, the main I, I, I'm thinking that you kind of ruined the officialness. For DJ Poon Tree. <laughs> it's like, uh, they love Vinyl Scratch because of um, the fan, fandom, not the official one. Well, <laughs> but, well, hey. I didn't recognize her in the, uh, the wedding one. Like, oh, th- like a little bit. Like, oh, there's the DJ. Uh, yep, yep, there she is. Yeah. Wait. Not as big of a reaction when they saw Luna, but... <laughs> oh. Probably the same reaction we had when we saw her take off her glasses, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that that's the reaction that Luna got. <laughs> <laughs> Luna! Well, I wish Tetra was on so he could scream Luna. Oh. Well, I, mean, if, I, mean, I would have that when Surprise appears. If Surprise ever appears on a show, you're going to see me hit the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, so, um, real fast, as to the ultimate trump card for why I enjoy Fluttershy more than any other, Fluttershy is the only pony to get a hug from Luna. Yes, yeah, oh, yes. I remember. Even though it was a freaky hug. Granted, Fluttershy was almost passed out from fear at that point, but she's the only pony to cat in cat on a show to get a hug from Luna. Um, one question about your students who love Luna. Um, what did they say about her appearance in um, Nightmare Night? Luna Eclipse, sorry. Sorry, Luna Eclipse. Luna Eclipse, they liked it. They, they really liked how her character changed. The the old English that she used in the Royal Canelot voice was a little hard for uh, us to describe because when they have words like thou and thus uh. and thee, we don't teach those in English class anymore. Nobody uses them. So that was a bit more difficult. But they really liked Luna, and they loved the idea of this uh, person who can't quite interact with people as she wants to. Ah, okay. Can they relate to, you know, not to say poor English, but um, difference in language in that sense? Somewhat, somewhat. I mean, I had to specifically point it out to them that this English is not, you know, today's English. It's an old style English. But once I had pointed that out, they were able to pick it up. Ah, so um, the, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. Because um, those kind of English aren't used anymore unless you're in yeah. Shakespeare class. And that's even, exactly. even, even that's in advanced 
um, learning in college or university. Oh, yeah. An interesting side note, um, if anyone is a Miyazaki fan, uh, the film Princess Mononoke. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the Japanese version, they use old style Japanese, which would be equivalent to Shakespearean English. Ah, did you explain it to them that way? Well, uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. Ah. Um, but if, if you listen, listening to Princess Mononoke in English, I kind of have a problem because it's supposed to be in old style speaking. And when I listen to it in modern English, I'm like, uh, yeah. they killed it. Well, at the same time, you know, if there's ever Romeo and Juliet and it's brought over to Japanese, they translate it into today's Japanese. Uh, like, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, understandable, understandable. So, um, I well, if they do dub ponies, I well, they will dub ponies. Luna's just gonna sound mad. He's just screaming at everyone. <laughs> that would no, be no, we, we don't shout anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. I wonder if she's going to use the traditional Japan Jap- Japanese. Probably. I hope My so. I hope so. Just louder. <laughs> so I think we've taken up much of your time now, Saka. Oh, my time's worthless. You can ask anybody. <laughs> oh, no. That's not <laughs> I'm true. I'm sorry. I like that joke. <laughs> That's not true. I don't worry. On our show, it's worth a million dollars. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, God. So before we go, um, to say um, if we're still talking about Japan, I have the autograph for Pinkie Pie. Oh, the voice acting. Yeah. The voice actor who's going to do Pinkie Pie. I have an autograph. Yay! Interesting. That's nice. Yeah, long story. I'll tell you after the show. I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> so anyway, um, that was our interview with Osaka Jack. Um, you can follow him on Twitter. That's uh, twitter.com slash Osaka Jack. And listen to him every week. It's every week, right? right? A little bit. Uh, yes, it is every week. Okay. Uh, Wednesday, 9pm. Into the spotlight. 9pm uh, Central. But before we go... Uh, those who have listened to my show know that I have a uh, signature question that I ask in every one of my shows, and I'm going to hit both of you with it, because quid pro quo, that's fair. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one at a time. What would you say is the one single line or scene in My Little Pony that defines you as a brony? You go first, then, because I'm trying to think. I stay here. <laughs> you know, I... Uh, I would, off the top of the head, the joke, it would be, I just don't know what went wrong, but... Um, that's not bad, that's not no, bad. I mean, not, not for me, you know. I know exactly okay, okay. Wrong, for, just, I, I think I got mine already. <laughs> I think I got mine already because it's okay. kind of a good one, and it's well played for the shy. Oh, one of the new ones, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because of how I like Fluttershy when I first saw her kind of deal, and okay. I think I stuck with it until now and because of her I am watching ponies so well played for the shy well played interesting very nice mine's gonna be from a song I'm just remembering because I quoted a couple of times in front of people you know I like to give them in the face pony quotes without them realizing it's actually from an LP okay I'm thinking about which one it was because <laughs> I, I like I love to quote the songs from the show and uh if I'm not mistaken it's and magic makes it all complete Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken, as the one, just let me look at it. I'm sorry. So, Jack, um, what answer was the best that you received from all of your 13 guests? Oh, sorry, uh, 14 guests. Well, you have to remember that I've recorded about a month in advance, so I've got 16 or 17 answers. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, as you're against spoilers, let's not spoil anything. No, no, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil Yay. it. But um, I think... Uh, most people have referred to Pinkie Pie going, or not most, but the, the, the 
answer I get the most commonly is Pinkie Pie going nuts in the uh, party of one. Oh, let me guess. It's... Um, well, I, I did say one line or one scene. So they, they're just saying the entire party scene where Pinkie is so afraid that people are going to leave her that she's acting in a way that makes people want to leave her, thus fulfilling her own fear. Oh, they so, quote a whole scene then. Well, they, they refer to that scene and they're saying that, that oh my gosh, that's me. I, I do that, not to that extent, but <laughs> I do that. I, I, I precipitate my own destruction by my actions. And that's it. quite often it's not something bad. It's just how things have worked out. Well, they're not plotting against you. They're just planning something, or they're just doing their own lives. It's not specifically against you. So you should relax and just trust in your friends. Yeah, like I was. That's the answer I've gotten most often. Awesome, awesome. Because like what I always say, just repeat to yourself. It's just a show. I should just relax. Ah, yes, you've used that so many times on me. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. It's just a Absolutely. show. <laughs> and um, if you all didn't get that, you go and watch uh, AC Race Best's community service message that we posted yesterday. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. <laughs> and we laughing in the office. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you saw that one as well? I saw that one. I also saw Saber Sparks. <laughs> Saber Sparks did one as well. I got to go look at that. Uh, it's um, Brony 101, right? Uh, it's the new Brony 101. Yes, reacting to Twilicorn. <laughs> oh, that one was crazy, man. I saw the Brony's react to Twilicorn, to the Twilight spoiler. Yep. They both have uh, video of very yeah. similar things within a few hours of each other. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, Dan, what did you give your answer? I'm going to give it as Magic makes it all complete because, well, you know how some people say I wouldn't be, they wouldn't be a brony if it wasn't for the fandom. And I think that the fandom truly is truly something really magical. As I mentioned earlier that, you know, I'm not exactly the manliest of men out there. And I, I say that with a lot of reason behind it. And um, I think that, you know, it's true that there is something truly magical about this fandom that you will never find in any other fandom worldwide. Even in previous instances of, you know, cases of men liking girly shows... I don't think any of them are comparable to the state of the Brony fandom at the moment. I could agree with that. So, um, anyway, uh, that was our guest, Osaka Jack. And once again, Osaka, thank you for appearing on our show. Well, thank you for interviewing me. I do appreciate it. We, we love talking yeah. ponies with other people about it and who wants to be on our show. <laughs> and you've been putting people in the spotlight for so long. I think it's about time you've got some spotlight as well. Indeed. Yay! So anyway, uh, moving on to our next topic, it's shoutouts. And my shoutout goes to you, Osaka. Thank you for appearing on our uh, little show. Um, it's not much, but I hope it'll get you some more viewers in the future. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I'll just shout out to you as well because, you know, uh, not only have you been really awesome, I'm sure you've just opened my eyes to a lot of things, especially oh, how things are in Japan. And, and you know, the, the views of a person who is a teacher and, uh, you know, is into MLP and has not, you know, put a big kind of barricade between these two things and have in successfully incorporated ponies into their career. Oh, yes. I, I'm very lucky to have done so. Yes. Because a lot of people just come on and say, you know, no, ponies are one part of my life, my career is another part, they will never intersect. And I believe you've done it perfectly right, you know, getting this kind of way of in incorporating it into how you live your life. Yeah. I, I'd like to hope so, yes. <laughs> and, you're already uh, there. 
May I, may I give a shout out as well? Yes, it's your turn actually. Okay. I'd like to give a shout out to the person who helped me uh, get my three plushies that I have and who has been a very important part in my life very recently, Joy the Artist. Thank you very much for your support in my downtimes. Oh, awesome. If I'm not mistaken, she's also a guest, right? She was a guest, yes. Uh, yeah. oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. So um, I'll put her link in here so people could um, go to her page. <laughs> awesome. So anyway, um, if you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can contact us at show at gmail.com. And then I heard you want to talk about emails. And yes, if you want to reach any of us individually, you can reach me at daniel at com and norman at norman at com. If you're from the KL area, you want to meet up with a brony, just let me know. You know, if I'm free, I'll come out. We can, we can have coffee. If you're in JV, then you can go and look for Norman. He's over there. So, well, I'm up for coffee. I like coffee. But anyway, um, you can also reach us on Twitter. Um, our show's Twitter handle is at the MBS show. Mine is at Norman Sanzo. Mine, as mentioned earlier, is Saint Pinky, S-T-P-I-N-K-I-E. No Y in this name, okay? <laughs> Indeed. And Jack, what's yours? Mine is uh, at Osaka Jack. All one word, yes? Yep. All one word, no spaces, no underscores, no odd little symbols. Okay, awesome. And also, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And also, like our Facebook page. Link will be provided in the show notes. So, um, once again, thank you, Jack, for appearing on our show. And I hope you enjoyed your time talking about ponies with Asians. <laughs> I had a wonderful time. Thank you for having he me. He does that on a daily basis, Norman. I know. So, it, 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 it's work for him. It's work for him. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for having me. I do appreciate it. Yep, no problem. It was fun talking to you. Like I said, um, I need to talk to you about the pony swags later on. (laughs) And to all our listeners, if you would like any updates, you would like to do something special for us on our first anniversary meetup, we are open to suggestions. We're open to ideas. Don't feel afraid to contact us. You want my number? You want to talk to me? Just let me know in my email. Let me know on daniel at com. You can tweet me directly. Don't worry. I check my Twitter every day. Yes, if you have anything you want to know, venue, location, if you need transport or anything, just let us know. Yes. Now, I'm sorry, we don't provide international transport. <laughs> oh, God, no. Yet. Yeah. Yes. Yet. Yet. So, anyway, um, I have been Norman Sanzo. I've been Daniel Anthony. And I am still Osaka Jack. And we'll see you next week. Bye.
if you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, or you just want to talk to us, you can contact us at show at gmail.com. Also, you can also... Mm, my goodness, I cannot speak When do you want to talk about the emails, by the way? You should write them down as a script and tell me before. Do you have it down now? I have them both, yeah. Okay, Um. let me do it again. Three, two... This is how we do our show. We derp and we retake. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, not as much as your show, I bet. That's the magic of post-production. <laughs> post-production is magic. Well, I don't. In my in my interviews, I just love derails so much when it can arrive at a nice uh, destination. And to be honest, uh, it's my job to get people who aren't used to talking back on track. So, to be honest, any I, when I first started, I had to record two hours to get a forty-five minute episode. Oh, but at this point, I you know I record an hour and I cut six minutes to get to fifty-four minutes. I don't cut anything anymore. I have the opposite job, man, because we record for two hours and I have to sit through all those two hours to think, is this okay? Is this bad? Oh, this derailed a lot. Oh, God, no. And it's hard to cut because our derailing is so smooth. Yeah. The train goes off the tracks and you're still sleeping because you're so good. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, let's continue on. Um, three, two, one...